Hey there, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee. I'm a coach, speaker, and advisor dedicated to help you improve in all areas of your life. And today, I want to talk with you about envy. Yes, let's talk about that green-eyed monster that causes you to uh, clench your teeth, feel the blood rise in your veins and just disrupt your peace and harmony when you feel as if everything is going well but once you hear or see or even smell anything that makes you feel unworthy it sends you into an emotional tailspin no more no more with that today if you struggle with envy or anger or heck even both listen to today's episode we're going to break down how to deal with it why it happens and more importantly how to squash it all right you're going to get some fabulous tips coming to you after this short break Hey there, and we're back. So glad that you are here with me. If this is your very first time listening, I'm giving you a big old electronic high five. So glad that you are choosing to invest in yourself and your own personal development. 95% of the population has little to no introspection. That's why we have so much conflicts and we have so much confusion in this world, but you are different. You are investing in yourself. So thank you so much. And for those of you guys who have been listening for multiple episodes, thank you so much for your continued loyalty. Thank you so much for sharing this podcast with other people. Thank you so much for learning more about me. You can check out info.denisegelee.com slash connect. There you'll be able to sign up to my free, yes, free weekly mailing list where I drop some tidbits and advice and some friendly resources and ideas that are completely separate from my podcast. Also, you'll be able to learn more about me and my story. I am a life coach specializing in trauma and addictions. You can learn more about how I've arrived to this point and why I'm so passionate about talking with you about self-development, mindset, communication, loving yourself, having high self-worth, getting rid of the drama, all that stuff. I'm very passionate about that. And you can only learn more about that when you check out my website, denisegelee.com slash about. So check that out if you haven't done so already. Also, if you're interested in sending me a voicemail message, I love to hear from you. Always love to hear about your thoughts and what you desire in your life and what you've been learning more importantly, and what you want to do next because I definitely get inspired listening to other people and their own journeys. So check out anchor.fm slash Denise G. Lee. Be sure to let me know in the beginning or the end of your recording whether or not you want me to air your message for the other people to hear. And also please include just your name, first name only, and your hometown. I want to make sure that you have anonymity, you've got some privacy. And lastly, this concept about envy and anger is really more of a one-on-one thing because I find for a lot of my clients over the years I've been doing this that the envy and anger didn't just come out of nowhere. It's tied with a lot of childhood issues, work issues, things that were unresolved from the past. And while I do have amazing attitude and it's absolutely fabulous, this is more of a one-on-one program. So I want you to understand that. I want to leave a link also that you can explore working with me, info.denisegelee.com slash connect. If you're interested, I have an application form that will see whether or not I'm a good fit for you and to be able to support you in your personal or your professional ambitions. Now, I am very fascinated about this idea of 
envy and anger. Like this is a very interesting combination. And truth be told, I really have struggled with this for many, 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 many years. Even from this time when I was in elementary school and I, as you may or may not be aware, depending on how long you've been listening to me, I have never really had or tried to cover up the idea that I had a very painful childhood growing up. And part of the painful moments was dealing with the sexual, mental, physical, emotional abuse by my mother and this the emotional neglect from my father. And I remember always going to school and looking at all the kids that A, had their parents living with each other and actually liking each other, eating meals with one another, having the ability to communicate with one another just seemed completely foreign, alien to me. And I didn't feel comfortable unless I had friends that had just a screwed up of not chaotic childhood childhood experiences like me, where the mother hated the dad or the dad hated the mother, or there was an instability financially, emotionally. That felt home to me, the pain, because I was a norepinephrine addict. I was a pain addict. And basically, those are people who have become so used to just extremely painful moments, especially prior to age three, where they just had a lot of instability, there's a lot of turmoil, and they believe that pain is a normal experience and that any amount of pleasure is short-lived, fleeting, and not and any means to be expected long-term. So pain addicts tend to sabotage things in terms of if they're doing good things, they tend to mouth off and say something snippet or sarcastic, or they always see that the the glass is half empty. But anyway, the whole point I'm trying to make of, of this is that I was extremely envious and I had a very short fuse and I was angry. I was the person, especially during my early adolescence, early in early 20s that would would always jump to the worst conclusion, saw the worst in people, was suspicious, was critical, was angry, was demanding, was condescending. And honestly, that was really birthed out of that that norepinephrine and pain addiction. And also, to be honest with you, unresolved trauma issues. And that's why I've been so passionate about learning more about it and teaching and coaching about how to work through that. Because Lord knows if I could get through it, given all the the junk that I had experienced in my life, I know absolutely you can too. And I'm not sitting here and putting on a scale on who had it worse. We're not playing a contest of who had it worse during their childhood. But I'm trying to explain and give you the background that for those who have grown up with instability, with a very chaotic, anxious family background where it was never demonstrated by either one or both of the parents, what it was to form a secure relationship with one another. Secure meaning that they're not seducing people with guilt or shame, or they're not trying to intimidate people with threats. And they allow people to work easy, be excellent, know what's enough, be open to opinions, and not slam anyone for the slightest flaw or just being human, because we all have a couple of screws loose. None of us are perfect. And so for a lot of us, if we've never allowed ourselves to love ourselves and love others for who they are, not what they we want them to be, 
we can grow up feeling very pissed off at life, feeling as if someone owes us something, feeling a chip on their shoulder. And you may have felt a chip on your shoulder if you haven't had your core needs met. There was a very influential psychologist. His name was Abraham Maslow. And for everyone has heard or may have equated with this whole idea of the hierarchy of need, meaning that the, our base level is having our physiological needs met, meaning food, shelter, warmth, and then having our emotional needs met, being, me, being able to express our wants, our not wants, our cares, our concerns, aspirational needs about uh, our careers and what we want to do in life. And then as we get farther up the chain, there's the idea of becoming self-actualized, where you realize it doesn't really matter so much about who you are, your status, you know, what people think about you, but how you view your life as part of a greater scheme and making sure that what you're doing has impact based on your values. But that can't be over that, that tip of that pyramid, that apex cannot be achieved if you're feeling insecure about your, who you are, your abilities, your idea of your value in this world. And for a lot of us, our ideas of our self-worth have been polluted by inconsistent or flat out untruths that came from messages from our family. I was thinking about a conversation that I had with a client the other day, and he was explaining to me that he only felt good unless he got praise from his mother. And his mother's praise came to him in the form of flattering him if he got good grades or more or less praise her for the outfits that she wore. It was, it was very uh, interesting, that, re- that relationship dynamic. And surprise, surprise, as he became an adult, he always tried to gravitate towards very demanding women that more or less tried to demean him unless he was more or less being perfect all the time. And that we're working through this idea of understanding who he really is minus what the messages that he got from his mother. So that's part of the the anger. He always had a simmering of unresolved issues surrounding the anger about not feeling good enough about who he is and what he wanted to accomplish because the only thing that he knew up until this point on a on a subconscious level, unconscious level is that I'm only good unless I'm being praised by demanding and very irrational women and that caused a lot of pain. And so I don't know what your story is. I don't know what your issue is. That's why this issue of en- envy and anger needs to be investigated on a deeper level. But I just want to, in our time with one another, talk about this idea of envy generalistically on a general level, because I want to make sure that you walk away with some tools, some resources, some ideas that might be able to support you wherever you are at, whatever you're trying to do, big or small. Okay. So the first thing I want to say is there all of our emotions in general, are good things. They are teachers. Even when we feel selfish, slovenish, lazy, irritable, they are good things. They are teaching us something that needs to be changed either within us or within our environment or perhaps both. When our emotion pops up, it's, think of it as your body's alert system that something is a little off or maybe something that we need to dial more into so that we can reach a 
emotional homeostasis where we are comfortable and at ease and present, meaning that we're not fearful of things that may happen in the future, in the future, or not future tripping, or we're not punishing our ourselves with things that have happened, meaning that we can't erase it, we can't hit the undo button, and we are accepting that lessons are learned for our own betterment, that things are happening for us, not to us. So envy is a very natural, normal thing. Envy teaches us that there is something in our life that is not being met. And envy alerts us that we need to have a higher self-love for ourselves so that we're not feeling irritating about things that we don't have. And so in this moment, I want to distinguish the word between envy and jealousy because a lot of people interchange the words envy and jealousy because they're not the same. When we're feeling envious, we're feeling a sense of lack, a sense of irritants of things that we don't have. Now, versus when we're feeling jealous, meaning we're afraid of something that we do have being taken away. Oftentimes, you might see jealousy when there's an issue between, especially in romance, where one person is fearful of the other person being cheated on or being led away by a competing partner or hecking jealousy in the workplace where there's a new shining star employee or or you might have seen jealousy in the the fam- your family dynamic growing up where you had a good sister or a good brother who was the apple of the eye of your mother or, or father or perhaps both and there was nothing short of finding the cure for cancer and AIDS that would convince them that you were worthy or that you had appreci- you were appreciated you were more or less had the dunce cap on your head in comparison to that other sibling that's what I'm talking about with jealousy where you the little crumbs of attention you're afraid of losing it versus envy you never had it at all and you wish it was yours but here's the thing about envy that I find very fascinating when we're envying people we never look holistically about their lives. We're only seeing one side of the coin. And I see this so often when people are feeling envious of people who are very rich or people who have obtained certain titles. For example, they've got their doctorate or they seem to have kids but they're not seeing the whole picture. I remember very, <laughs> full disclosure, I, I I was feeling, many years ago, I was feeling very envious about a particular person that I interacted with at church. She seemed like she had good kids, shiny hair, straight teeth, white teeth to add, right? She was at a perfect wage. Her husband was doted on her. Every scene, Everything on the surface seemed so fabulous, and I felt this envy. I was like, I want to have that straight hair. I want to have that pearly white teeth. I want to have a husband that just dotes on me, almost to an obsession. And what I didn't know at the time, many years later, I didn't know that this woman had, the reason why her husband was extremely doting on her was because she suffered with extreme panic attacks so much so that it was debilitating and her husband was so concerned of her mental welfare that he was literally became codependent circling over her making sure that he was hypersensitive to all of her emotions good or bad now we don't we never know what people are dealing with 
we never know the frustrations and we don't know that what the good that they have obtained or what you believe is good came at a really high price. So for the first and foremost, I want to say that when you are feeling envious, okay, that means that there's some part of your life that you need to obtain obtain within yourself. You may not have a million bucks, but can you feel satisfied about the money that you have and knowing that there's someone who probably would kill for what you have right now? I shouldn't say you should treat envy with things of feeling, having someone feel envious of you. But the whole point I'm trying to make is that for a lot of us, we never forget about our blessings. So I want you to be extremely gratitude, have extreme gratitude for what you have. Understanding that what you have is not what everyone has. Okay. I also want you to understand that perhaps when you're feeling envious or heck, even anger to some extent, that means that your body is screaming for some rest. Your body is screaming for some reprieve. There's some part of you, perhaps you have not been investigating that needs to be modified, changed, or removed. For a lot of us, we we expect things to somehow be harmonious at all times. And that's not the way life works. When we are dealing with a conflict, and sometimes conflicts that they never even came to us, maybe perhaps there was disagreements in the family, perhaps we were hiring people that at first seemed great, but they were going through changes in their own personal life which caused them to impact the performance of your team. Maybe there's needs to, some things that need to be changed in terms of how you interact with them or what you expect from them. That anger is basically calling you to say, I need to change up how I view this or how I treat them so that I can be able to put things in proper perspective. Anger is a sign that things are not being viewed accurately. Because if we're understanding how to view things accurately, we take the sting of feeling upset uncertain, irritable, anxious. I This morning I was going for my walk and it was very, very fascinating to see this, a car just zoom out of residential extremely fast. And the speed limit in our area is like 25 miles per hour. But this guy was hauling rubber, at least going 40, 45 miles an hour completely unnecessarily just speeding. I remember I was seeing one of my neighbors uh, putting the trash out and was observing all this, this reckless driving. And she was just shocked. I can't believe this. Can you believe this person was doing it? And I, and I remember I looked at that person. I said, you know, adolescents between 13 through 25 have a complete drop of dopamine. They are dopamine deficient, meaning that they are seeking reckless, impulsive behavior in order to feel alive, to feel a sense of euphoria because they don't have it naturally coming in their body. So they have to produce these things. That's why uh, when your little girl, when she was eight, was sweet as a pie and then 16 turned into a demon child, or perhaps you turned into a demon child when you were in your teenage years and you kind of mellowed out with age. You wondered what was going on. Well, you're dopamine deficient. The whole point I'm trying to make is that this particular neighbor was incensed. She was like, I can't believe this. This is so insane. I can't. Did you see this? And I looked and I said, you know, this is natural. This is just part, it's reckless for sure. But that behavior is as a result of the dopamine deficiency. And she's like, well, 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 we can talk to them. I'm like, you can't talk to someone about that. That's nature and reality will, will shake that one out. Or perhaps the cops or the judge or the lawyers will. 
that's none of your business. Your only business is to stay away from people who are exhibiting reckless and dangerous behavior. That means we're not going to honk at people who are displaying signs of road rage. We just let them be, have, have them go out and experience the consequences of their actions. We don't need to judge them or even analyze or think too much about it. And so when we are allowing ourselves to let things be as it is, and not trying to insert our opinion or our judgment or our ideas about how it should be or how we think it should be, that allows us to fully be present and focus on our affairs. That's the same thing works with envy. When we're envious, that means that we are more hyper-focused on what other people are doing and less about what's going on in our own lives. And I know for a lot of us, we prefer, right? Some of us prefer to stay focused on reading pop star news or what's going on in politics or what's going on in the sports or whatever drama from the real house trash wise or whatever city and all this stuff because it's so much easier right to look at what's going out outside of ourselves rather than than deal with our own junk i was remember reading a little book review about a, a autobiography that was released about a, a very influential celebrity and he admitted in the book he said I much rather be involved in rugby or doing some physical activities than being alone with my thoughts. It, it seems maddening to me. And for a lot of us, being alone with our thoughts is scary. But here's the thing. The only way out of a negative feeling is a positive decision. What do you want that you don't have? And what do you have that you don't want followed by action or inaction? For a lot of us, the way out is to the way in and understanding. That's why I work with clients privately to understand who they are so they don't on a unconscious level keep repeating the same things that have gotten them the the results that they don't want to have. And part of it is keeping your side of the street clean, focusing on you, examining the areas of disrepair in your life. It could be with your mother, it could be with your father, it could be with your ideas of who you were. Sometimes the messages that were not said, meaning you never heard anyone say anything unless you did something or said something that they approved of, but in the most part, they were completely absent. That can do a lot of damage, depending if you were growing up in a very stable or unstable family. I remember thinking about when I was in college, I had a roommate who I discovered that behind her straight A's and behind her being perfectionist, she suffered with bulimia because she felt so insecure about her own self-worth that she had to go to extreme measures in terms of she could, she couldn't control her grade at that one point. She couldn't control the relationship she had with her boyfriend, but she can darn well control her weight. And she looked to controlling her weight as a form of feeling security about herself. So a lot of this is very nuanced. There's a lot of issues that goes above and beyond the scope of this conversation that we're having with one another. But suffice to say that when we allow ourselves to un unpack and understand the, feel the, the, the feelings behind the actions and then the emotions that drive the feelings, we can be able to understand why we felt envious, why we felt that anger why we attracted certain people and most importantly why we have not seen the the gains that we want to achieve and i see this so so much with my entrepreneurs that i work with where they want to achieve certain results financially they want to achieve certain 
milestones and they can't hit it no matter how many hours they, they put into the office, how many followers they raise on, on social media or fill in the blank. And it's because their subconscious is sabotaging them because deep down there's a feeling of insecurity and low self-worth. And so we work through that, meaning me and my clients, we work through that so they understand, okay, I understand these messages caused me to feel these ways. Let's kind of dig deep and unpack and understand the implications of that. And let's give ourselves some new messages so that we can be able to be appreciative of what we have, staying present in the moment and understanding that we don't know the full story and everything is unraveling so that we can be fully self-actualized, meaning the understanding our our what we are is part of a grander scheme of things and indiv- individuated, meaning that we are not defined by what any people think about us or how they are treat us. We're going to do our own thing regardless. So I'm hoping that as you're listening to this, there might be a an aha moment where you're like, oh man, I was definitely unrealistic with this or perhaps I've been focusing more on Z because I was afraid of Y from my past. I don't know. We are all dealing with stuff, myself included. There's so much that we, there's working behind the scenes in our subconscious and unconscious that inadvertently drives us to do things and see things and be attracted energetically to some people that may or may not be helpful. But the key to inner fulfillment is self-realization, okay? Now, just as a friendly recap, envy is a natural, normal thing. It is an indicator to your soul that something needs to be changed within yourself or you need to remove or modify your environment, okay? And it becomes envy and anger become problematic when we just go on autopilot and we look for instant solutions and we have unrealistic realistic expectations of ourselves and other people. And once we allow ourselves to examine and understand who we are and what matters to us and why we've been driven to certain things, we can be able to make the necessary changes so that we can be able to live a happy and fulfilled life. Because that's what I definitely want for me. And I know that you want that for yourself. Okay. So keep your side of the street clean, meaning keep the focus on you. Keep examining your feelings and your thoughts. Get the help that you need and understand that this is all a process and we're all evolving to become the best version of ourselves. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Was there something that I said that was an aha moment? I would love to hear from you. Connect with me either on voicemailanchor.fm slash Denise G. Lee. Connect with me on info.deniseglee.com or you can send me a voicemail message anchor.fm slash Denise G. Lee. Make sure that you include your name and your hometown, as well as permission on whether or not I can air your podcast. And lastly, please share this podcast if you found it helpful. That way it helps me know that you've been loving it and helps spread the message far and wide. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.